Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and now broadcasting to you live from the dank, dark basement of James Street Pub in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, we bring to you Adventure in Your Ear! Starring the Tasty Tater Nut Players! Brought to you by Adipal's Bakeries and their assortment of delightful products such as Bubbly Brown, Pamper Mousse, and Deep Fried Tasty Tater Nugs. Tasty Tater Nugs, now with 2% less carcinogens. You can literally taste the intended flavor. And now, an announcement from our sponsor. Tonight, only, Adipal's Bakeries has provided James Street Pub with Bubbly Brown. On sale now at the bar for just $5.75 after tax. Just see our lovely server, Maddie. And remember, Maddie, please wear appropriate hand and eye protection while serving. What is Bubbly Brown, you ask? Don't. It's none of your damned business. <laughs> and now for our last story of the evening, another episode of Clay Cure, Fallen Azir of Asgard. <laughs> Once an Azir of Asgard, framed by Loki, banished by Odin, Kleikir now roams the human world of Midgard on a series of quests to redeem himself and regain his rightful place amongst the gods of Asgard. Oh, in our last episode, Kleikir Kaikir, our hero, had arrived upon the shores of Tears Island in his quest to retrieve the meat of the gods. From Tears' brisket shop, Tears' tenderloins, only to be confronted by his very disgruntled ex-lover, Illy, the source of her fury being an, the unwitting chaining of her child of unknown parentage by Kaikir, to post in their backyard 15 years prior. I'm still not convinced that thing was a child. Uh, we now join our hero, Claykir, Claykir, our hero, and Illy as they ride horseback um, on an annoying centaur named Isaac, who <laughs> may or may not resemble a character from a popular children's program sometime in the future. That tune really is more pleasant now that he's muzzled. Ah, you're welcome. Where did his little goat boy sidekick go to? Oh, just wait until the pony man here toots. You didn't. No, I sent him on ahead with a right kick to his hindquarters. Was that really needed? He fared better than his pan flute. You don't always have to be so brash, you know. If I don't, who will? Besides, I remember how Centaur's song gives you migraines from our time in Greece. Aw, oh, you remembered. Of course. Who could forget slaying a hydra side by side with the woman you... Wait, speaking of Greece, what is this pony boy doing in the wrong pantheon anyway? <laughs> I can't understand you, pony boy. If I take that muzzle off, do you promise to cease the caterwauling? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Fine, then. Gee, thanks, Clay Gear, Clay Gear. Enough pleasantries. 
Just spit it out. What is your pathetic hide doing in the Norse pantheon? Should you not be following around some Greek bastard fetching weapons and taking care of his needs like you want to do? Sadly, no. Let me regale you with my tale of woe, which is long and sad and super boring. Oh, not this crap again. Let the pony speak. Flute and I were servants to the demigod Hercules. Hercules, legend of song and story. Hercules, Hercules, hero of faith and glory. Flute and I would help him on his quest, mostly fetching weapons, finding his ring of power whenever he dropped it or it was stolen or he left it on the nightstand after Helena had stayed over. On the nights that Helena had stayed was not there, Flute and I would help Herc, Herc, in other ways. In other ways. <laughs> in any case, I developed feelings over time and Herc, Herc, well, he began to feel the same. One night, he brought home this leather gym suit and he asked me, and then it was crazy. <laughs> Isaac the centaur rambled on for what seemed like an eternity, weaving a tale of such graphic detail that one could hardly stomach. As his tale finally began to come to conclusion, it is then that we get to the crux of this tale of woe. And that's when, during an evil plot, Daedalus, Daedalus, told Zeus about our forbidden love. Forbidden love. As you know, Zeus was not exactly a modern god when it comes to love. Zeus put me in a raft and banished me from Greece and forced Herc, Herc, to marry Helena. Helena. Luckily, a nice mer-person named Dawn found me and brought me here. Such a super nice mer-person, mer-person. That is so incredibly sad. Yes, sad. So, Helena's off the market, huh? Seriously? Just asking for a friend. Oh, look, this must be it. We're here. We're here, we're here. I just said that in a far less annoying way. Don't listen to him. I hope the gods smile upon you, Isaac. One day you'll find your way back to Hercules. Screw that, lady. If that little bitch couldn't stand up to daddy for our love, then I don't need him, need him. I've moved on. <laughs> By the way, I've seen the way you look at Clakeir. After what he did, get a grip, lady, a grip. Men don't change. Do yourself a favor and move on, move on. <laughs> I, uh... Later, I've got to go find flute so he can get his flute out of my... <coughs> All right. Uh, I'll be right back, sweetie. I've got to go talk to Tear about some meat. Clay here enters Tear's tenderloins with Illy hot on his heels. Inside, Tear, the god of war and courage, has donned an apron spattered with the meat juices and plays host to a myriad of patrons from various pantheons all across Midgard. Damn it, Clakeir, stop trying to avoid me. We still have a child to discuss. Welcome, you two. Just take a number and I'll be with you as soon as I can. Oh, thanks, Tear. Number 117. Huh. Now serving number 28. Seriously? Just like you to show up during the lunch rush and then complain. Do you ever think anything through? Do you ever stop complaining? You don't think. You tie dogs up in the yard. Change your under first. You'd think we were married. We are. My, my, you two. Such a loving couple. And you are... I'm Loki, I mean, Herogenus Maximus, at your service. <laughs> Traveling marriage counselor and purveyor of fine teas and herbs. Mind your business, buddy. 
I just thought that I could perhaps provide my services. No need. We're fine. Let's hear him out. Now serving number 29. (laughs) We have time. From my brief but astute observation, I can tell that you've been apart for some time now, and it has left some unresolved issues. Perhaps one of you is a deadbeat jackanini who is less than an adequate parental figure to your youngling? Yes, well, she did go visit her mother and leave her child tied to a post in the backyard for three weeks. I mean, yikes. That was... Let him speak, Illy. You'll have your turn. Yes, Illy, wait your turn. Go on. Oh, um, I, I'm done. Oh, good job, you impish imbecile. Hmm, you seem familiar. Nope, we've never met Cleekir, fallen Aesir of Asgard. Hmm, fair enough. Now, Illy, tell Cleekir how that makes you feel. It makes me feel like he's an idiot. He tied our son up in the backyard and left for 15 years to go adventuring, leaving me to raise a special needs child all on my own. Special needs? Yes, he needs to feed on goat's blood daily to satiate his bloodlust. Oh, that's gross. No judgments here, Clayker. This is a safe environment. Now serving number 30. Wait, you said our son? Yes, Clayker, our son. What you know, this reminds me of a tale. I recall hearing of a young, disfigured man trying to find his way in the world whilst looking for his long-lost father. The tale is long and sad and super boring. Oh, for orange sake! It began right here in Norway, not all that many years ago. A young man, let's call him, I don't know, Grendel left his single warrior demigod mother in the night on a quest to find his long-lost father, a shaggy, dwarven imbecile of a man. Herogenous, I should say, or, or is it Loki? I don't know anymore. Um, uh, he blathered on, laying out the plot of many future episodes for hours. I will not bore you with the details. Suffice it to say... If listeners had been clued into the ramblings, one might think that Loki had had his fingers knuckles deep in Claykeer and Illy's lives for longer than Claykeer had known. And that is how Grendel ended up in Scandinavia, where he horrifies villagers to this day. Well, um, how did that story help our current relationship issues? It, it didn't. Just a bit of information that I thought you might want to have. Ellie, did that make any sense to you at all? I'm sorry. You know, I stop listening when men start mansplaining things to me. Mm. Number 117. Where, where did Herogenes go? Hello, you two. Been looking forward to this. I heard from a little bird that you're looking for the meat of the gods. Yes. The meat of the gods. Fabulous. I've got some in the slow cooker, but it does not come cheap. Well, unfortunately, I traded just about everything I had to get here. All I really own now is a leaky raft, this fine kraken pelt, and a jar of yakspis. I don't really need any of that, Clayker. Plenty of yakspis. I, I use it as a mayonnaise base. I need you two to fetch something for me. So, Illy, you want to have a discussion with this man for reasons that are obvious to all save him. And you, Clayker, need to listen. 
that much is plain to see, so I'm going to give you a bit of time together so you can work on your differences. So I'm sending you on a little side quest for some honey honeys. It's really a two, I don't want to say man, more of a two-person job. I am an equal opportunity god. Worship me when you get a spare moment. Honey? That's barely a quest. <laughs> Not so fast. Have you ever heard of the uncommonly large bees of Doomensheimer? No. Am I saying that right? I don't know. I don't, I don't think the bees will care. They are far, far more deadly than they even sound. These are big, big bees. I mean, picture an elephant. You, what? you couldn't, of course. But you don't know what that is. But <laughs> you could they'd be, be twice as big as those. That doesn't sound so bad. Sure. <laughs> of course not. No, imagine this, though. I am mortal, and one sting from a bee that size can paralyze me for a year. If you get stung, you are going to die, but you're going to die for a long, long time. You're not just going to die. You'll be in the process of dying extremely painfully for what will seem like an eternity. So you have to go get it for me somehow. Like I said, two-person job, super important. You're going to work together, get your issues out. She's got the sword. You've got the... Not really. Well, you've got something. You've got some wicked male, and you're courageous, especially after Labor Day for wearing something like that without any heels. Where did you get that armor? Oh, this thing? I battled a 20-headed sea monster for hours on end in the middle of the ocean with nothing but my wits, my sword, and my bottle of yak's piss because I traded everything else. As it turns out, Krakens are allergic to yak's piss. It was the kind of battle parents would be telling their children around fires, the kind of tale that will go down in history as one of the most epic of all time, a story so violent, so cruel, so... Oh, shut up. We're in a hurry here. I need to have this marinating for at least five hours for the recipe to be any good. So, scoot, you two. You've got... Mmm, ten hours, or else I'll kill you. Well, not personally. I'll let my giant wolf Fenrir do that. He's hungry all the time. I do what I can, but I can't serve Fenrir my brisket, you know? This is high-quality stuff. People always tell me I serve the tastiest, thickest piece of meat they've ever put in their mouths. So there's barely any leftovers. I have to keep the premium stuff for the banquets in Asgard. It's so satisfying to see my juices dripping down their chin. So, um, yeah, here's a map on a sheepskin napkin. I almost feel bad for giving you guys this. It's, it's so soft and reusable, environmentally friendly. I was going to make moccasins out of this, but just go ahead. You take it. Well, five o'clock. Time to close up shop. Suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Illy and Clay Kier find themselves standing alone in an empty clearing where Tears Brisket Shop stood moments before. Well, shall we? Don't see we have much of a choice. After you, my love. How kind. Not really. I don't trust a woman with a sword holding a grudge. Those are two very important points. If it makes you feel any better, I'd rather lock an immortal combat with you than against Tyr's pet wolf Fenrir. Because of our past? No, because you can't rip me to shreds with your massive jaws. That's a horrible way to die. And so, a truce has been declared between ex-lovers, and their quest begins on the wild, unpredictable island of Tyr. 
Thick forests filled with foul beasts and poisonous brambles litter well, the well, way. Hold, to hold their on, goal. hold on. There's there's a path right right here on the map. There are hideous beasts and monsters abound, and it will be nigh what impossible the, to reach their goal, let alone uh, succeed. Gods, I hate you. Now join us next time for more thrilling adventures and probably Clayke's death uh, in the mountains of Doomensheimer in our next episode entitled A Big Bumble at Doomensheimer. Clayke. I did it too fast. Wow. Clayke. I've been listening to Adventure in Your Ear, recorded in front of a live audience. That's you guys. <laughs> Starring the Tasty Day of Tater Dog players, Benoit Chartier, Edith Chartier way down there, Martin Couteau way down there, Victoria Lulov, <laughs> Miles Rourke, and Corey Tibbetts. Adventure in Your Ear is available in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever else you catch your podcast. In other words, everything you just heard, you can go listen again. But it's much shorter. Visit us on Facebook. Go like our Facebook page. Adventure in Your Ear. Yes. Thanks for coming out. We're we're also on Instagram and all that stuff. We have an Instagram? Yes, we post nudes of Ben. Ew! Thank you. Ew, ew, ew. Thank you, thank you. Now go on upstairs and enjoy some karaoke. (laughs) 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 Thanks, everybody.